Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the third edition of the 2v1 podcast. I'm your host, Will Tannenbaum, alongside my partners, Henry Geller and Andrew Riemann. Since there is no football, a lot of what it is is just speculating this day, and that's the exact theme for today's podcast. We're going to be breaking down our top power rankings going into the season, along with award predictions and the Super Bowl prediction. So I'm going to start it off with my power rankings. Going in with number five, I have the Cleveland Browns. They've been climbing up the ladder for a while now. Some really great steals in the draft to boost up the defense. They can shut down the run game defensively. They'll have no problem with their air attack. And I think Nick Chubb and um, Kareem Hunt are going to be unstoppable, just like they were last year. Um I think the reason I have him at number five and not higher is because I still don't, I'm still not 100% sold on Baker Mayfield being one of the top quarterbacks. And so I think if they can prove that the air attack can be as dominant as the run attack, I think they'll be in good shape. Coming in at number four, I have the Baltimore Ravens. They had a lot of problems last year with the offensive lines and injuries. You know, they hurt him with the O line and in the secondary. But I think they did a good job addressing the problems in the draft. You got Ben Cleveland to beef up the interior O-line. They had a problem at center. Skura and Makari were not very reliable. You move Bozeman over to center. I think he's going to be reliable. They lost Brown, replaced him with Villanueva. Obviously a downgrade, but that being said, you have a veteran right tackle who can hopefully hold down the fort in the run game. I think... uh, J.K. Dobbins with a year under his belt is going to be very dominant. Combine that with another dominant running back in Gus Edwards with Lamar's system. They should have no problem as they were last year. The question is, are they going to be able to bring up their pass game? They ranked last in the air attack last year. I think they have to bring that up if they want to be a Super Bowl contender. And so that's why they're at number four. If they can prove that with Rashad Baton and Sammy Watkins and Hollywood Brown, Mark Andrews, if they can get all those guys a lot of lot of targets and they can be reliable downfield, I think you know you boost up the air attack, it'll make the run game even more dominant, and that's what's gonna allow you to beat teams like the Chiefs. Uh, number three, the Buccaneers. Uh, they were able to keep pretty much their entire Super Bowl squad from last year. And I don't really see any NFC team that's really going to be able to contend with them. You know, the Packers, but who knows where Rodgers is. Some of the Saints drilled them last year. They don't have Breeze anymore. I really don't think there's going to be any team that's going to stop Tom Brady and the Buccaneers from making a Super Bowl run. Uh, You already have a great D-line there that's going to be dominant over most offensive lines. And... uh, you have good corners back there who were able to lock up Kelsey Hill and Hardman in the Super Bowl, and I see no reason why that wouldn't continue into the next season. At my number two spot, I have the Buffalo Bills. A lot of manpower in that offense that most defenses really can't handle. Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs are a duo that just really cannot be stopped. Um, you combine that with a solid defense, a good secondary led by Tredavious White, and I think that this year could be their year. Uh, number one, I have to say the Chiefs, they're always going to be number one to start off the season. That's just what Patrick Mahomes brings to the table. Uh, they lost the Super Bowl because of a lack of O-line, and they addressed that immediately. Uh, I think you get boost up the run game a little bit. You have Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, who now has a year under his belt. And I think still there's not going to be any way you stop Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, and Mah- 
Cole Hardman. They're just all too fast. And uh, I don't though really only the way to beat the Chiefs is to outscore them because no defense is going to be able to shut them down. And I don't see any offense really with the manpower that's going to be able to outscore the Chiefs. I, I like your power rankings. I'm a little bit different on some of the ordering though. Um, so you had the Bucks at number three. Um, I'm a little bit less generous to the Bucks. I'm not as high on them. I think they're actually slightly overrated even though they were able to retain pretty much all of their starters from the Super Bowl um, for me they're my number five team and they're at the number five spot because their quarterback Tom Brady is aging and it's really impossible to know how good he will be and if he'll be able to play through an 18 week season uh, that has 17 games and remember the Bucks didn't play especially well during the regular season last year and that's how they slipped down into not winning their division and making it into the wild card game and they were really aided in the playoffs to be able to make it to the Super Bowl in the wild card game by Mitch Trubisky's inability to play football. Uh, they were aided in the divisional game by Drew Brees having one of his worst playoff games of all time, throwing three pretty awful interceptions and just not playing well. And then also uh, the Packers defense in the championship game really um, really helped. I don't really see Tom Brady as someone who's going to go out and who's going to win games at this age just because he didn't really do that last season. And to be able to have a higher spot on my power rankings, you have to have a quarterback who's going to be able to win you games. Um, at number four, I have a team who you didn't have in your top five. I have the Packers, but I put the Packers lower than they would be on the list if Rodgers was certain, certainly going to play for them. Um, the uncertainty puts them at number four, but they could even make it up to the two or three spot if he was certain. And outside of Rodgers, the Packers are a pretty complete team with great offensive uh, weapons, including Devontae Adams. And now they have a really improved defense, and drafting Stokes in the first round will definitely help them as their secondary was a weak spot in their defense last season. Um, at number three, I have the Baltimore Ravens, and I think the Ravens have an incredibly deep team this year, which will allow them to go a lot further than they did last year. And Lamar Jackson is a really good quarterback, and now he has the additions of Rashad Bateman and also Tylen Wallace, who should both be really good receivers for him. And also Patrick Queen and J.K. Dobbins, now with an, another year of experience, should be able to play really well and even better than they did in their rookie seasons. Um, and I'm really excited to see how the Ravens do against some of the hardest uh, opponents in the NFL because they have a tough schedule. Um, at number two, I have the Bills. I really think the Bills are a great team. They have a real chance to win it all this year, which would be the, fa the franchise first win ever, despite being in four Super Bowls. And Josh Allen is incredible. I love him. Uh, Diggs is a top three receiver in the league. And we saw firsthand how good that defense can really be in the divisional playoff game last last year that the Ravens, unfortunately, could not win. They have a great defense, great secondary. Tredavious White's great player. Um, and my number one team is, just like Will said, the Chiefs. Hard to go against Patrick Mahomes at this point, especially when you give him an offensive line with Orlando Brown and others like they did. And I have some honorable mentions just to, to add to my rankings. I have the Browns. I think that the Browns is a really close call. They'd 100% be my number six team if that's what we were doing. We were only giving top five. The only thing, we'll touch on this a little bit, their defensive line, their uh, is not very good. They're not going to really be able to stop the run. They lost their two starting defensive tackles in free agency, Ogunjobi and Richardson, 
and um, two other teams that I really like. I'm not going to give them numbers. I really like the Rams and the Colts, two great defenses. I'm a big believer in good defenses can take you really far, and I think that the Rams addition of Stafford will be great for them, and also I think that the Colts addition of Wentz could also really be good for them too, despite last season. Um, if I may speak on your number five, the Buccaneers, I think you're being a little harsh. You say Tom Brady's aging. We've been saying he's aging for the past six years. Like, five years ago, people were saying this is his last year. He's, what, won three Super Bowls since then? I mean, if history has told us anything, it's that Tom Brady's the GOAT, and you really just can't, like, he's going to keep doing it what he's doing right. until he physically cannot but here, here's why they're a good team it's they're not because of tom brady i get it tom brady's won all these super bowls but tom brady was not the reason why the bucks were just in a super bowl and why they won the super bowl their defense has really been the key to that team devin white has played outstanding in in the middle of the defense he's a great linebacker they've had great pass rush um led by shaq barrett jpp and their secondary played really well too with the rookies that they had, that they added last year, and I think that that defense is really enabling them to go really far. And the fact that Brady has a good offensive weapons who he can throw to, like Godwin, and even a guy like Scotty Miller who can just torch a defense like the Packers, I think that really you could plug in any quarterback to play there. I think Jameis Winston would have <laughs> gone really far there if he was playing quarterback. Just because of how deep that team is, they're number five because they're. I think they're the weakest position is quarterback. Um, I think you're being. I think that's completely idiotic. Jameis Winston wouldn't go. Tom Brady elevates those players around him. He's the reason why Scotty Miller is who he is. He's the reason why Godwin is such a good receiver. You heard Bruce Arian say a lot of the time, Tom Brady's doing a lot of the play calling most of the time. He runs that offense, and he lifts the pe- because he's so good, and so many players look up to him. He's the reason why that team is so good. Okay, you, you, players are looking up to him, but the guys who you mentioned, Chris Godwin, he was he had actually a better season without Tom Brady. These these guys who you're mentioning who may have been more motivated, they're still playing exceptionally well. They're playing at really high levels without him, and he is the weakest position on that team. Without him, they still have a really deep team. I'd say Kyle. I think Kyle Trask is after this season, Brady's going to retire because he's too old, Trask is going to take them far just because he'll be a good quarterback in the system with a really good team around him, and that's really all you need. You need a good team around a decent quarterback to be able to take you far. That's how Brady got to the Super Bowl. So I think we should move on. Andrew, how about you give your... Uh... All right, so going off on that um, ridiculous um, kind of talk uh, from Henry saying how Tom Brady's too old... My uh, number five power ranking, I have the Baltimore Ravens, which is surprising, I think, from me, because I would never talk good about the Ravens. Um, but Lamar's first year, I think he could not throw the ball, and I think since then we've seen he is clearly able to throw the ball. I think last season he just had no one in his field to catch the ball, and I think Bateman will definitely be a good will definitely be a good um, addition for Lamar, and I think we'll see that early on in the season. Number four, I have the Packers, um, but the only reason I do have the Packers is if Aaron Rodgers plays for them this year. If he leaves, I take the Packers out of my power rankings completely. Number three, I have the Buffalo Bills, 
Um, we all saw jo- uh, Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs work their uh, duo magic. And um, on Pittsburgh. Yeah, fun on, game to watch. On Pittsburgh specifically, <laughs> yeah. I mean, fun game for for everyone else. Not not too fun of a game for me. But um, I think this season that duo will be even stronger and more deadly than last year. And we saw that they're pretty unstoppable together. Um, number two for me, I have the Bucks. Uh, even though according to Henry, Tom Brady's too old. Um, I will never bet against him, as being the oldest QB, he still won the Super Bowl last year, and I don't think the Bucks would have done that without him. Um, a lot of people doubted him after leaving the Patriots and uh, Bill Belichick, but he clearly proved them wrong and won with a different coach and different team. Number one, I have the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, we've seen how dominant the Chiefs um, have been the past couple seasons. Um, and I think if their O-line was not 95% injured last season, they would have easily won the Super Bowl against Tom Brady. But that did not happen. Easily is a strong word. But anyway, we're heading into <laughs> our next segment. We're going to give you our Super Bowl predictions. I'm kicking it off with the Bills versus Buccaneers. Like I said, for the Buccaneers, I really don't see a team that is going to be able to compete with them. Like... If I had to choose one team that could possibly compete with them, I'd honestly have to pick the 49ers just because of like the system I think they could bring. But even then, I still don't think Trey Lance is going to take down Tom Brady in a championship game. So that was an easy choice for me, sending the Buccaneers back and the Bills. I can't see the Chiefs going to the Super Bowl three years in a row. It just seems unlikely. Um, and I think you know the Bills got so close... Last year, losing it in the championship, it's tough, but I think they're hungry. You know, Diggs and Allen, they're hungry for more, and they're going to they're gonna come back, and I think they're going to take down the Chiefs in the championship. Uh, my score prediction for that Super Bowl, I think the Bills win it with a field goal 35-32. to Well, I'll, I'll give you a team that can beat the Bucks, who can get to the Super Bowl. I'll take the Los Angeles Rams to get there. <laughs> because I put them in my honorable mentions in my power rankings, and I think the Rams have a, not a fully complete team, but they have a good team who can 100% make it to the Super Bowl, because as we know, in the NFL, you don't have to be a number one or number two seeded team to get there. The Bucks were number five seed last season and got there, so you don't have to be that top seed, and I think that the Rams, especially adding Stafford, are going to be a good team. We saw how great their defense was. They have truly an elite defense, and I think that defenses, as we saw last year when Tom Brady didn't take the Bucks to the Super Bowl, but the Bucks defense was able to take them there, and they were able to beat up on Patrick Mahomes and win them a Super Bowl. We know that the defensive teams can take a team really far. And as I said earlier, I really love the Bills' offense and defense, so I have the Bills versus the Rams as my Super Bowl prediction. And they're, the Bills are extremely complete team, and they have the potential to make it really far. And if I had to give a score prediction, uh, two good defensive teams, but one offense that I think can 100% outshoot another, the Bills would be outshooting the Rams in this situation. So I would have 20-13 to 13 as my score prediction. The Bills would be uh, beating the Rams in that case. All right, so kind of going off what Will said about his um, prediction, I also have the Bills versus Bucks. Um, as no matter how old Tom Brady is, if he is in the league, I am not counting him out as he has put up a playoff and Super Bowl run 
pretty much every single year that he's been in the league. Um, I have the Bills because I already talked about Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs, but I love that duo. And I think after last year, seeing their strength this year being even stronger than last year, I think they I think they can go pretty far. And I actually have them pulling off an upset against Tom Brady because even though he's Tom Brady, he still loses games. And I would love to see Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs uh, get 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 a nice Super Bowl together. So I just I just have a question for both of you. Clearly, both of you are much higher on Tom Brady than I am at this stage of his career. So, come September twenty sixth of this season, at four twenty five in the new Rams Stadium, we have a game: Bucks versus Rams. Do you both think that the Bucks would beat the Rams at at the Rams this season easily? It's interesting because you have to keep in mind early season, a lot of teams are still finding their stride and finding their sweet spot, what works for them. Um, I'm going to say yes, okay. just because I think that the Buccaneers will be able to carry on what they did in the Super Bowl, while the Rams might still be working things out with Stafford and some of the new defensive acquisitions. I have a much better question. Since you say Tom Brady's old and has nothing left in his system, would the Bucks have won the Super Bowl without Tom Brady last year? Oh yeah, as I said, that they that might have not won the Super Bowl, but just how their defense played, the amount of production that they got out of their defense, their defense really was the thing that carried them into that Super Bowl. Have you ever seen Patrick Mahomes look as bad as he did? The defense was terrorizing his him. His whole line was injured, though. Ex- well, yes, his whole line was injured, but that the, the fact that you have a top-five pass rush going at an injured line does not help. This defense was terrorizing him. The secondary wasn't letting anyone buy them. Like Their defense was playing lights out the entire time. Uh, I think that if Winston was in there... In that game, Winston would have beat Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl. I mean, you have to keep in mind there were a lot of little things that happened with the Chiefs. I think Kelsey had a big drop in that game. Uh, forget which receiver missed it off the that was a, That was a running back, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, he missed it off the top of his helmet in the red zone. You know, I don't think we'd be as high. I'm not taking anything away. Secondary was phenomenal. Covering up Hill even Hardman with and even Kelsey. with those things, the the Bucks win that game. Yeah, but I just think you know, I think it's offense as much as it is defense. Tom Brady put up the Chiefs don't have a bad defense. Tom Brady put up those. The Chiefs secondary is not good. It's n- it's it's not good. The Chiefs secondary is not something to be bragging about. But either way, they're in the Super Bowl, and you have Tom Brady who easily march down the field with that offense every time exactly i the the chiefs defense was playing poorly and the bucks defense was playing really well i think that the tom brady wasn't was not the mvp of that team i think that the defense as a collective was definitely the mvp of the team and i think that that situation sort of resembles the Trent Dilfer Ravens situation, where not I think Tom Brady is much better than Trent Dilfer. I'm just saying resembles the situation where you have a quarterback who is capable at this stage of his career. He is a capable quarterback who is behind a very very elite defense. So I think that that sort of we're we're not gaining any more ground on this. So I think that let's 
just transition to talking about award predictions for this season. And I think that any season will have interesting twists and turns, but how about we give some predictions for what this season will hold? Will you start us off with Heading offensive rookie of the year? Offensive rookie of the year. I had a different guy going into this podcast, my plan, but honestly, I'm super high on Trey Lance. I really am. It's like he doesn't have a lot of experience, but I think I think that with this I love the system he's in so much. An RPO quarterback in a perfect RPO system. I think it's going to offer something resembling what Lamar offered, a new system that's great for the quarterback. I think you have so many great RPO weapons around Trey Lance, and I think if you have a good system, he's going to thrive and take him to the playoffs easily, and so that's why I have him as my offensive rookie of the year. I have a different quarterback as offensive rookie of the year. I didn't take Lance or Fields or any of these guys because they're not going to be starting week one. Week one starter is Trevor Lawrence for the Jacksonville Jaguars, and he's going to make a big difference in Jacksonville starting right at the beginning. Their week one matchup is against probably the worst team in the league, the Houston Texans. So he's going to have a hot start, and he's just going to keep going. Assuming that he stays healthy, I think that Joe Burrow last season was playing really well until he tore his ACL, and he would have given Herbert a good run for his money at Offensive Rookie of the Year, even though I think Herbert probably would have gotten it at the end of the day, even if Burrow was healthy. Um, I just think Trevor Lawrence starting from week one and being that top prospect is going to be able to win the Offensive Rookie. So kind of going off um, the QB position, someone I would never really have. I've, I actually have a tight end, Kyle Pitts. Um, he was the highest drafted tight end in football history. Um, so he's going into this year with a lot of hype behind his name. So that could be really good for him. It could also be really bad, but hopefully it's going to be pretty good. Um, Kyle Pitts has a wingspan of 83 inches, which is longer than any other receiver or tight end in a national football league um, in the last 20 years. That's so crazy. it's pretty amazing um, how big this guy really is. And I think with Matt Ryan throwing him the ball, we could see a really good duo um, out of these two. So he, so he's definitely a, a pretty good one to watch. It's hard to see me see Kyle Pitts winning it all. I like the pick, I do, but it's just he's got Julio and Calvin Ridley alongside, and I just don't think he's gonna get like enough to win. Well, I, I I hope he does. Well, I would love well, to see it. But that that's true. But we do know that the Falcons do love using those tight yeah. ends. Exactly. I think a few seasons ago, I couldn't tell you how many seasons ago, but Austin Hooper, a guy who you would never say now is an elite tight end, had like the most touchdowns out of any tight end in the league. Just last season, Hayden Hurst was all of a sudden playing well. I think the, t- the Falcons definitely know how to use a good tight end so that he could get a lot of production there. But I do think that a quarterback is usually going to be the guy who is going to win that. All right, heading into Defensive Rookie of the Year, my pick is going to be one that nobody agrees with. I do not and I might, <laughs> I'm definitely a little bit biased for this, but I have Adafe Owe. Um, it's a bold take, but somebody compared him to the DK Metcalf of defense, and I just can't ignore that. All you really need as a Ravens edge rusher is a quick guy and a strong guy that can get around because in that system you have like you have everybody lined up at 
you know, in a in a fence formation on defense. And so, you know, I think he's going to get a lot of opportunities, a strong, quick guy. And I think that I just – it's a bold take and probably unlikely, but I think that he definitely should be considered. I am praying that you are correct. I, I sincerely hope that you're correct, but I just can't agree with that take just because of the fact that this guy had no sacks in college and he's just a raw guy who's probably not really going to do much for I think for maybe the first half of the season, just because he has almost no experience in a system like this. This is his fifth year playing football. He started in like his senior year of high school, and all of a sudden he's in the NFL. And I just think that this guy, even though he's tremendously talented as an athlete, he just needs some time to sit and develop as a player who I hope he's going to become a great pass rusher so I sort of for my pick I chose someone who's a lot more polished I chose Micah Parsons to the Dallas Cowboys who's a linebacker and although the Dallas defense has really struggled over the past few years remember that this is an individual award that's often won by a linebacker or a pass rusher such as Parsons and he's going to be what this defense needs to take that turn he'll be a great player in this defense and he'll definitely be able to get sacks he'll be able to get a lot of tackles he'll be at the center of this defense and he'll be a really impactful player and I think that this is a great uh, pick for defensive player of the year or rookie of the year so going off about uh, going off on those two I have JC Horn. Um, coming in as Defensive Rookie of the Year. Um, J.C. Hornet was the highest drafted defensive player um, in the 2021 uh, draft, which clearly shows something. He was a very productive player in college, um, generating interceptions, pass defenses. Um, he's also very, um, he's a, he's a very physical player who was able to make tackles in the open field, which a lot of guys that are his size cannot make, so I think he's a good one to watch. One thing I'd say about that, though, is there's not a lot of corners who win defensive rookie. It's definitely possible. If you have a lights-out year as a cornerback, it's possible. I just probably think that the linebackers are a little bit more polished, so I think Parsons might be a little bit better to get that award. But, hey, it's you know, any given Sunday, anything can happen in football, so... We really don't know too much about these guys because they haven't played a snap of football. So how about let's talk about the guys who we know a lot about already because they've been in football a while. Will, how about you kick us off for our Offensive Player of the Year? My Offensive Player of the Year pick is Christian McCaffrey. I think he's injured a lot last season. He didn't play a lot. I think this is his comeback season. An explosive running back. And, you know, I think... The Panthers, they now have a good quarterback who can take some of the pressure off of him. You know, all eyes were on him, and that, 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 can, tend, that can wear you down. But now that they've got Sam Darnold, who I think is a reliable quarterback, which can lift that passing attack, I think it's going to give a lot more opportunities for Christian McCaffrey to break big runs and score a lot. Um, and I think this is going to be a breakout year, and it will end with him winning the award. How about give me a Raven for Offensive Player of the Year? Give me Lamar Jackson to win Offensive Player of the Year. And we all know Lamar has been a star player for the past few years. 
and with new receivers Rashad Bateman, Tyland Wallace, and don't forget Sammy Watkins. In addition to already having Hollywood Brown, Devin Duvernay, Mark Andrews, he has a really upgraded set of weapons. And new receivers coaches T. Martin and Keith Williams should definitely help develop these guys for Lamar's benefit because, as we know, the Ravens have historically not been a great team with developing receivers such as Rashad Perryman and others who they have drafted over the years. They really have not drafted a star receiver besides maybe Torrey Smith, who sort of was a star while he was here for those few years. But I really think that Martin and Williams are going to be able to get guys like Hollywood going, get Duvernay going, get Bateman going, and that'll allow Lamar to really be that offensive player of the year. And don't forget the fact that he can rush for over 1,000 yards in a season, which should help his case as that player. I love it. I love that pick. Andrew, what's your pick? So going back off the QBs, I have Derrick Henry. Um, I He's probably one of my favorite players in the league right now. Besides my team, the Steelers, um, I think seeing what he did last year, winning it, um, I mean, I would love to see him do it again. I know it's not very, um, it doesn't happen that much, but if he had a monster season, I would love to see him win, to see him win it again. So, I'm gonna stick with uh with one of my favorite players. I think that's probably the most honestly. I think that's probably the most likely out of the three picks to be honest on the defensive player of the year my pick it's not tj watt not aaron donald chase young when i watch when i when i watched chase young last year it reminded me of prime jj watt the way he's able to get around those tackles so quickly and still being a huge guy um he's just got such a great football iq and he's such a great team leader and uh, last year, he wasn't even healthy the full season. He was hurt for a lot of it. And um, I think towards the end of that season last year, that was when the football team really started to find their stride. And I'm hoping that they can continue that uh, and Chase Young will be able to pick up right where he left off. And I think, you know, you keep that D-line healthy. um, And I think that he's going to have a monster year. Bold take for a second-year player to win the Defensive Player of the Year. I'm going to actually, for mine, I'm going to take a more veteran player. He's still a very young player, but I'm going to take, I'm going to back up my claims from earlier. I'm sticking to it. Um, I'm taking Devin White from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. After being a key part of a Super Bowl win, Devin White's confidence must be through the roof. And that's what one needs to be a star player in the league. And he's already been a star player in the league, but he's going to take off even better than he has been. And this is going to be a career year for him, and he's going to be a good enough player to get this award. And he's really going to be a great centerpiece for this already great defense that the Bucks have. And for my pick, not being biased at all, Boo. I have my own player, TJ Watt who we all know the past two seasons he led the league in most categories for the defense. Um, he was the top pick from most ESPN talk show hosts to win Defensive Player of the Year, and yet for the last two seasons he was robbed. Do you think he got robbed last year? I do believe he got robbed last year, well, and I think he got robbed the year before. And you know, I'm hoping he does not get robbed a third year in a row. So 
I don't, my pick. I don't, Xavier Howard yeah, was Xavier the one Howard who got, got robbed. robbed yeah. Not, he, had, not he had the most interceptions out of any player. In, he let like, he let it, he let it one category. Oh, but that was, he had the most interceptions that that a player had had at in the like single ten, cat, at in, the single category. In ten seasons though. But, but defensive player of the year is not based on a single category. It's based on categories overall. Okay, and the but, player he, overall. He had, but he was a lockup corner for that team who had the most interceptions by a player. I don't know exactly the year, but it was a. Around ten seasons that no one had had as many interceptions that he had. I think Aaron Donald was a safe pick because he is always just that great player. But I think so is T.J. Watt. Xavier Howard got completely robbed. But how about we just we move on from this? Let's talk about our most valuable player. Will, how about you start us off on that? I'm taking Patrick Mahomes. Uh, I think most people would consider Patrick Mahomes the runner-up for MVP last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and all that stood in his way was Rodgers, who just had a monster season. I don't think Rodgers replicates that. Um, I think you've got a fresh O-line for Mahomes. You've got more experience under these young guys. And like I said, I don't see anybody who can stop that receiver core along with Kelsey. And I think it's he's going to win by a long shot. Yeah, I think that Mahomes is definitely a great player. But... I'm not going. I'm again. This podcast. I've been sticking with what I've been talking about. Actually, this is something that all three of us have been talking about this time. All three of us had the Buffalo Bills in the Super Bowl, so I'm going to take Josh Allen to be a MVP. He's been playing really well. He's still considered an under the radar pick because of guys like Mahomes and Rodgers and Lamar. But he's going to if he's going to get to the Super Bowl like all three of us have picked. He's going to be really good, and this is probably going to be his best season that he's had if he's able to get that. So even though he's with uh, in the conversation, he was probably the third guy to Mahomes and Rodgers last year, but I think that he'll be able to step that up and win the MVP as a really young player. So going off on Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen, even though I love both of them, I'm going to have to go with Tom Brady for MVP. Even though Henry will definitely disagree with that statement, is he old? He is old, but did he win a Super Bowl? And has he won seven? Yes, he has. So I would say Tom Brady for MVP, no doubt. Um, It doesn't really matter about his age. No matter how old he is, Tom Brady will always be a contender for a Super Bowl, and I think that shows that he is a MVP status. I don't know how you can say that pick with a straight face. I'm going to be honest. Like, yeah. <laughs> Henry's got a lot to say. If you want to hear what Henry's rebuttal is, you can just go back. But I think Tom Brady – I love Tom Brady as, next, as much as the next guy, but his MVP days are long gone. Yeah, I think that – I mean, I'm not going to talk about this forever because I'd just be repeating myself, but just look at last regular season. He was not a great quarterback throughout the entire season. Their team started really playing well come playoffs. And even though they were playing well, they had some easy matchups, like going against the Bears round one, going against real, really washed up Breeze. Breeze was much worse than Brady last season. And also, it doesn't help the fact that he just gave them three interceptions. Um but I would say the Bucks defense was playing well that game and also against the Bears too. And then the the Packers, that was a good game. That was a really good matchup, but there were some mistakes that we saw on the other side of the ball. Um, 
But, yeah, if you're going to have MVP, you have to have a really solid now 17 games, and I just don't see the old guy doing that. But um, I guess, obviously, these are all of our opinions, and as as we know, any given Sunday in the NFL, any, any of this stuff can change. There might be some rookies who did not go in the first round who might be able to win a Rookie of the Year award. There's so many different interesting twists and turns that happen in the NFL that are really able to make a season interesting. That's what makes it exciting to watch. That's why we all love football. None of these predictions are probably going to happen. They're probably all going to be wrong. <laughs> and that's what makes it all exciting. And that's what makes just that's what makes me love the game. So I just the predictions are pointless, but. It's fun They're to fun. make. It's fun to make them anyway. Anything can happen in the Any, NFL. Anything can happen. Anything that's can why happen I like in the it. NFL. <laughs> All right, guys. This has been another episode of the Two V One podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in, and until next time, thanks for listening.